Ask Father Bittaccio. Father Bittaccio Matthew Ovesesti belongs to the order of the Most Holy Trinity and of the Captives Trinitarians. He serves as a Secretary Vice Provincial of the Order in India and is currently the Chaplain of Jesus Youth International Formation Team. What historical evidence do we have of the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus? In the last issue, I had focused on the crucifixion of Jesus. In this issue, I shall focus on four historical facts proposed by William L. Craig that confirm the resurrection of Jesus. Number one, the first fact is that Jesus was buried by Joseph of Arimathea in a tomb. Historians have established this fact on the basis of evidence like Jesus' burial is repeatedly attested in early independent sources. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John narrate the life of Jesus in their Gospels. The letters of St. Paul also account on the death and resurrection of Jesus. Mark's account on the suffering and death of Jesus is a very early source that most likely is based on eyewitness testimony. Commentator Rudolf Pesch dates this work within seven years of the crucifixion. Joseph of Arimathea was a member of the Jewish Sanhedrin that condemned Jesus. He couldn't be a Christian invention. The second fact is that a group of women followers of Jesus found the tomb empty. There are two main reasons that led most scholars to such a conclusion. A. Multiple attestations of the empty tomb by independent early sources. Mark, Matthew, and John have independent sources about the empty tomb. The sermons in Acts of the Apostles mentions it. Paul accounts it in his first letters to the Corinthians. The tomb was found empty by women. The Jewish patriarchal society did not highly regard the testimony of women. Yet it is remarkable that it is women who discover Jesus' empty tomb. This indicates that the gospel writers faithfully recorded what for them was an awkward and an embarrassing fact. The third fact is that different individuals and groups witnessed Jesus appear to them alive. Scholars have universally acknowledged this fact for two important reasons. A. Paul's list of eyewitnesses to Jesus guarantees that such appearances occurred. According to Paul, Jesus appeared to Peter, then to all the apostles, then to a group of 500 disciples at once. Finally, Paul says, He appeared also to me at a time when Paul was still a persecutor of the followers of Jesus. Considering the early date of Paul's information and his personal acquaintance with the people involved, these appearances can't be dismissed as mere legends. B. The Gospels provide multiple independent attestation of the appearance narratives. For example, the appearance to Peter is attested by Luke and Paul. The appearance to the disciples is attested by Luke, John, and Paul. The appearance narratives span such a breadth of independent sources that it can't be reasonably denied that the earliest disciples did have such experiences. The fourth fact is that the original disciples suddenly and sincerely believed in the resurrection of Jesus despite their having every predisposition to the contrary. Consider the situation of the disciples after the crucifixion of Jesus. 
Their leader was dead, and Jewish messianic expectation was of a triumphant Messiah over Israel's adversaries and not of a criminal who would be executed. B. Jewish beliefs about afterlife excluded anyone rising from the dead to glory and immortality before the general resurrection of the dead at the end of the world. Yet, the original disciples believed so strongly that God had raised Jesus from the dead that they were willing to die for the truth of that belief. To conclude, there are four facts largely agreed upon by most scholars. Jesus' burial, the discovery of his empty tomb, his post-mortem appearances, and the origin of the disciples' belief in the resurrection.